Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Hope everything is going well for you today, sir. Have you noticed, you know, it just seemed like we had a flood of uh, very important news. And uh, it wasn't just us. Everybody was talking about we're going to war. And I still believe that. I still think that. But now there's like these stupid um, half stories yeah. uh, that lead to maybe nothing. You know, it's like yep. we're on the lollipop trail. and it's smoke. Um, it's smoke, Bill. They, yeah. uh, the day before yesterday, you and I were just talking about this off the air. Uh, the day before yesterday, we have the President of the United States giving 31 of our high-tech tanks to the Ukraine. It's a big deal. It gets us deeper and deeper, like we said yesterday, into that war. You know, mm-hmm. the people are saying, you know, you really aren't just contributing. You are involved now. And I believe this. I think that we are, uh, it's, it's mission creep, as they w- used to call it. You know, we did this in Vietnam. Initially in Vietnam, we just sent advisors over there to help the people on the ground, you know, mm-hmm. fight that war. And every single day, we got a little more involved and a l- little more involved. And before you know it, we lost 50,000 of our men in that fiasco, and I'm, I'm seeing the same thing here in the Ukraine. Right. Well, you, you got to look back. You know, we've, we've given the Ukraine all kinds of money. Now, there's corruption going on there, and they're supposedly cleaning out the corrupt people, but they've got, they've got history, you know, that goes back decades, centuries yep. of, of just corruption. Yep. So you got to, you know, and when there's questions about the money and did everything make it to, where it was, what it was allocated to do. The mm-hmm. answer to that question is no. It did not make it to where it was supposed to be. That money went into a lot of pockets in the Ukraine. Went into a lot of pockets here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole different story. We talked about that with the uh, BTK uh, FTX cryptocurrency yeah. deal. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh, I know, and Bill. Then you got the Patriot missiles, and we're training the guys there. And I always say. You know, well, we're training the guys. It'll be a little while before this stuff is deployed. You always tell that story after you're 10 steps ahead of it. So I think we were probably training the guys for a while. These decisions were made, and then they float them out there, you know, in current time. Then we got the the Abrams tanks. We had to get Germany in on it to do their uh, Leopard. Leopard, is it the Leopard Leopard, 2? Yeah, Leopard 2, yeah. So they did that, but not until we discussed with Germany and made, you know, I guess they wanted something out of this. What it is, I don't know, or I didn't see it. So there were some serious discussions with them. Zelensky said, I guess it was yesterday, well, and now we should be looking towards airplanes. Zelensky, he didn't get the, he hasn't even gotten the tanks yet physically. He has the uh, the approval of the tanks, but he hasn't gotten them yet. And he's already talking about he needs airplanes now. Well, it's funny because I had the question down, you know, we've given him all this stuff. What's next? Yeah. Planes? Well, it just so happens he asked the questions, and um, we're talking about F-16 fighter jets. Right, right. And uh, I'm sure he'll have other needs. You know, when the tanks start... And it happens, it's war. When those tanks are destroyed, you got to replace them. You got to replace them. So it won't be 31. It'll be more than 31. Well, you know, who's going to, who profits from this? I guess the people that make the tanks 
the people that make the shells that go in the tanks because they're going to go out there and they're, they're, they're not going to sit there and put slingshots on the top. Okay, you get up there and fire the slingshot now. We got a tank full of rocks. No, they're going to have some pretty heavy shells in that thing. You know, when you think about it, Bill, the party of war, the party of war historically is the Democratic Party. Yeah. It's the Democratic Party. I mean, you think back during the uh, Vietnam War, it was Kennedy and it was uh, it was Johnson. It was Nixon who got us out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, even Eisenhower, he had, he'd only sent a handful of advisors over to uh, Vietnam. Uh, then again, we had the Korean War. We had Truman in the Korean War, he, another Democrat. And then before that, in w- World War II, we had Roosevelt, a big Democrat. And then in World War One, we had, um, uh, what's his face? Woodrow Wilson. What's his face? Woodrow Wilson, uh, an- like another Democrat. Face. Yeah. So you, yeah. but historically, we've had Democrats who have led us into wars. It must be part of their their strategy for success in Washington. I mean, I think they figured that if there's a war going on, they have a lot of money floating around. There's people being paid off generously. Uh, there's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that that we don't know about. And by the way, it doesn't seem to bother him all that much if we lose some of our best and brightest on the battlefield. No, nah, they're they're um, they're they're acceptable losses, you know. Well, uh, it's a shame that we're we're moving in that direction again. And Bill, you and I said it yesterday. Uh, it's obvious to the casual onlooker that we're headed into a war with Russia. This is not something to be taken lightly. This is a a big deal. And we yet- have been rattling sabers, the United States, with Russia. Well, you know, it goes back. You know, a long, long time. Even you talked about the Korean War. And, uh, you know, you had the 38th parallel down there. We put in a leader. They put in a leader. And, you know, it goes on and on. We gave, you know, hardware, you know, that we gave tanks and we gave planes. Now, it was some of our older equipment because we wanted to uh, buy and build new equipment. You know, so we, we, we gave them a military and trained them. In the hardware. Are we doing the same thing now? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, well, except now we're giving them high-tech stuff. We've moved into the our best tanks. The M1 Abrams, it's it's the best. So um, do we have something we want to buy that's better and we got to get rid of well, these? Well, I think we want to buy. I think that I've heard people say that Zelensky has uh, Biden over a barrel with as far as blackmail goes and that if— uh, if Joe starts to give him a hard time, word may get out of all the corruption that Joe's been involved with over the last few years, and it might sabotage his uh, his administration. So I think there's some there's some blackmail involved. Well, I think though, if you're talking about Joe with corruption, he's not the only politician that's been corrupt. So I think there's a nice little line there that's right behind him that is corrupt and dirty. So if Zelensky's got dirt on Biden. You know, it's just going to open up that can of worms, kind of like a Hunter laptop. You know, yeah. you might be surprised what you will find in there. You know, we should point out that the day before yesterday, he was he was walked out on the stage with uh, Blinken and uh, Lloyd Austin behind him, standing like statues. And mm-hmm. Biden made the announcement that uh, he was giving the tanks to the Ukrainians. 
And everyone looked at him like, oh, Joe looks so presidential. And then yesterday, it was Chinese New Year, right? And yeah. they had, uh, I'm not a, an expert on the reasons why they do what they do with the Chinese New Year, but they have that dragon where people get in this uh, this dragon outfit and they pretend they're a snake and they're bouncing around, uh, you know, yeah, in, in, they, in they, dancing. They, they hold the sticks and the, the dragons go on. It's yeah, cool to see. It, it is beautiful. It, well, they had that in the White House uh, yesterday. And Joe was standing there with, next to Jill, and when the, the dragon came along, it frightened Joe. Joe jumped. Joe, he kind of went back like, what's this? Oh, my God. And, and and it looked like Jill was calming him down. But I want to I want to play for you. Um, do I have this? A scene just before that where Jill goes up on the stage and she pulls Joe up, and I swear it looked like Joe was three. Uh, Joe was three years old. He looked confused. He didn't know exactly what to do. Let me play this for you. <laughs> Come on up, Joe. <laughs> no, you're not going to dance, believe me. We don't want to ruin the evening. Man, uh, but he looked he looked like a, a guy who had some mental issues, really. And I'm thinking <laughs> the day before yesterday, the world was looking at the same guy who's giving 31 More of presidential our... presidential he is. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and... we've entrusted this guy... To hand our equipment to the Ukraine to maybe get get them more bombs. You know, those tanks, by the way, they fire a lot of shells. You know that. So there's a lot of heavy armament involved yeah. with those tanks. Um, I, it's, I, a money, it's a money train for, well, the manufacturers. Well, I think that uh, uh, the, part of me thinks that there may be getting ready to pull the plug on Joe. It looked yesterday like... If he's been kept sharp, and people have talked about this, if he's been kept focused and sharp uh, because of medication they give him, and there's been talk, you know, that they'll give him a little booster shot of something, a vitamin or something. He to, missed a shot then yesterday. It's like, it's like this. Are you my mommy? Yeah. You look like my mommy. <laughs> Someone, Why'd you leave me here with this dragon all alone? <laughs> oh, you know, you have to laugh. Or you're Can I have an ice cream? If you if you don't laugh, you'll <laughs> cry. Trust me. Uh, but he looked confused, and I'm thinking maybe they decided not to give him his medication anymore. Maybe they want the world to see that he's actually a confused guy and he should be removed from office. Well, I, I, I think that they're kind of on the fence because they are gearing for 2024. Well, Joe's going to announce he's running and he's trying to find the money for it and all of that, the big Democratic bankers and... You know, I'm sure that they've got the money in their pockets, but they've got a choice. Either find a candidate, because it's not Kamala, um, or you're going to have to make Joe presentable enough to where they can run him and, and, and use the same strategy that they used in this last election to get him in. And then when he falls down, yeah. then put in the candidate that they want to, they, they'd have for the next or years. We have somebody in the White House right now who's obviously diminished. And uh, he's being propped up by a lot of people in his administration, including his wife. Mm -hmm. His wife is uh, instrumental in keeping him standing straight. Uh, and I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I mean, how can anybody 
in that administration say it's okay for Joe to make decisions about all these important things like the, the war in the Ukraine, where it's going to affect our whole country. Maybe, maybe put us in, in the sights of the Russian bear. You know, that's not a, a, a good thing. We haven't heard, by the way. I looked in the news. Have you seen any response in the news from Russia about those tanks? Well, I, I've been reading little sideline things, and I'll hear little sideline things. By the way, you can actually get software. Uh, if you want to hear what's going on in, in, in maybe uh, shortwave radio and things overseas, uh, I forget what it's called, but you can download it. It's free, and you can listen to all of that stuff. It's, it's, it's there, and I think there's a dongle that you get that plugs in. and you I got beg everything. your pardon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, let it all hang out, man. <laughs> but you remember that song. But – they they are upset over the tanks, and I think they know what else is to come. Um, so messing with the bear now there is. Now you've heard you've heard people on ham radio. You're saying talking about it behind the scenes. Have you seen oh. any? Have you seen any response though from the Russian government? This that frightens me. If they're quiet, if they're quiet, that says to me. They're doing something. They're doing well, something major. what did Teddy Roosevelt once say? Wonk, wonk. Uh, Softly, you know, but carry, a, carry big stick. a big stick. Yeah, and, you know, let's let's just remember, we may say they don't have, uh, you know, they might have old hardware and this and that, but they got nukes, very capable nukes, and they know that, and they have the, the mobile truck platform that it can be anywhere that we can't get to. Right. Uh, but... There's a dangerous mentality that comes out of Washington, and it is a mentality that, that that they have there, and is that they think Russia is all talk and no action. You know, so they think oh. that they can play this game and push this, you know, as far as they want, and they're going to keep pushing. Now, I think there are other people like the Soros. They don't care if we go to war. They want war because we talked about that yesterday, and I truly believe yeah. that there are problems in the United States that are going on uh, that, you know, we we have urban decay, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to handle it. We've been throwing money at it for years. So with that urban decay, what better way to get rid of, rid of the old infrastructure and the homeless people that we don't really know what to do with, and uh, well, a nuclear war would take care of all of that. But let's think and, about something, Bill. Let's think about something. Um we haven't in this country. We've had. We've gone to war. Our armies have gone to war, uh, and we have waved the flag from the uh, homeland. You know, go go for it. But uh, all the wars have been in Europe or in Asia. Never been here. S- never been here. They've been someplace else. I think the last time we fought a war here was uh, the Civil War, right? Ma- American Civil War. Um, Closest uh, that we came to any kind of action here was um, well, maybe nine nine one one. Okay, when the so, towers came so, down. So the and Russians did they do someone else do it, or did we have a hand in taking well, down our a, own that's towers? That's another story for another show, I think. But the, we have uh, um, we have uh, the Russians who had a revolution in nineteen eighteen. They they had, and that was a bloody revolution. We had uh, in World War Two. I think they said the Russians lost 20 million people, half of which were civilians. Mm-hmm. So, so there was fighting from door to door in their neighborhoods. They mm-hmm. they know a war in their homeland 
a recent war situation, and I don't think it's quite as alien to them as it might be to us. I look around the United States, and I see these uh, ridiculous uh, distractions, you know, uh, silly reality game shows that mean nothing, that take up space on television, that occupy uh, the minds of many of our people. Oh, isn't that the wives of the real wives of New Jersey? Who cares? Who cares you about know, stuff you, like you that? You want to upset the millennials? Take away their uh, take away their uh, their uh, Xboxes and oh, uh, I know their their gaming computers and they oh they'd be upset. They wouldn't know what the hell to do, you know, because we they've been brought up that way. And I think we mentioned it even yesterday that um, AI. Uh, they say it will it'll reach singularity within seven years. And if you don't know what AI is, artificial intelligence. Right. If you don't know what singularity is, it will surpass the human condition. In other words, it'll think we for itself. Will be extinct. It will be thinking above us and ahead of us, as opposed to us leading the intelligence. You know, we we put that ability together. We give it the ability to think technically. And then it starts to think on its own. But yeah, the- now here's a question for you: You've got AI that can think beyond us, and and uh, it can free think, mm-hmm. uh, and it will make uh, mechanical bodies, you know. And maybe we're their gods, so they'll they'll master them in the in God's you know own image, you know. So they'll look like us, they'll walk like us, they'll talk like us, but think beyond us, and they'll take over all the jobs now. You know, we manufacture things. Uh, you you make you make a widget. You Jim Harrington goes, I want that widget, but Jim Harrington has a job, and he has money to buy that widget. You take the human condition, mankind, out of this equation. We don't need mankind. Well, only the rich, all you only have to the do, oligarchs, and we are obsolete in seven years. All you have to do is look to Detroit. Uh, look to Detroit, uh, 50, 60 years ago, there were thousands of families who survived off of the auto industry, making a living, working on the assembly lines at Ford, at Chrysler, at General Motors, all these big, big companies, and they were making healthy, comfortable livings. And over the course of the last 60 years or so, A lot of those jobs, not all of them, but a lot of those jobs have been replaced by what? By robotics. By robotics. Robotics. And, you know, it's knocking on the door. Again, I will reiterate that they're saying this year. Now, you know, there was news yesterday. Oh, the GDP is up 2.9%, blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that. The fact is we are still headed into a recession. We are closing down manufacturing. When I say closing down manufacturing... We're laying off people, and it's to the tune. It may not seem like anything now. Oh, you I don't know, hear about I look it, at but 175,000 people a month. Google, Amazon, big, 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 big cuts. And they make it sound like it's no big deal, like uh, we're doing this to make some fiscal adjustments. You yeah, know? but what about the people that got cut? Now, a lot of these are millennials, and they've never experienced this before, and they don't know what to do. And you wonder why you see on YouTube and all these different platforms, you know, where they show shows of the of the people living in tents on the street. Why do people want to see that? Well, because they want to feel like that uh, they're better off than they are. No, because we are one step away 
from that being us. Okay, a reminder, you can reach us at It's Another Day. Uh, the uh, email address is... Oh, it's uh, mail at itsanotherday.com. Now, we also have CRN America, which is mail at crnamerica.com. And we have a phone number if you want to call us and leave a voicemail, or maybe you want to advertise on the program. We're looking at that right now. We haven't made any decisions on uh, what type of advertising yet, but we are looking. 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. You can do that any old time you want to. Uh, if you hear this program over the weekend, you want to call right away, you can, because like I said, it's voicemail. You can leave us a message, and we will get back to you. So if you're a potential sponsor mm-hmm. and would like to put money on this show, we're looking at that, right? Right. We are indeed. Well, that's damn nice of us. We are. <laughs> well, we're nice guys. <laughs> we're nice guys. Hey, you know, um, I heard an interesting piece from Tucker yes- yesterday. He, uh, he was talking about, and these these are stories, by by the way, that were major stories, and they disappear. They become water n- under the bridge. Noise water under yep, the bridge. Noise in the background. Uh, mm-hmm. The Jeffrey Epstein case never had a good he answer. Didn't commit suicide. No, I don't think so either. But there are a bunch of questions that Tucker said that should be asked and answered by the federal government, and they are not doing so. I want you to listen to this. On the basis of those conversations with Mark Epstein, as well as with a criminal defense attorney called David Schoen, who also knew Jeffrey Epstein well and met with him in his cell shortly before he died, here is a list of questions that any honest investigator would want the answers to. First, why do so many public officials persist in claiming that Jeffrey Epstein attempted suicide in prison once before on July 23rd, 2019? Now, that's a very convenient claim if you're trying to convince people that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself, but there is no evidence that it's true. In fact, Jeffrey Epstein himself adamantly denied ever trying to kill himself in prison or out. He denied this to his friends, to his lawyers, and to prison psychologists. He said instead that he was injured by another inmate. That's why he was in fetal position on the ground. According to David Schoen, who talked to him shortly after that event, Epstein seemed upbeat, happy, and confident of his release from jail. But he was very concerned about being hurt by someone in a nearby cell. And speaking of nearby cells, were the cells on Epstein's tier locked for the entire night, the night he was killed? We've heard from a source that they were not locked, that inmates were able to move from one cell to another, including into Jeffrey Epstein's cell. Can the Bureau of Prisons give us clarity on this? Can they prove otherwise? And by the way, who moved Jeffrey Epstein's body and who gave the order to do that? Epstein was discovered the morning of August 10th by a part-time prison guard called Michael Thomas, who amazingly was the very same guard who discovered him in fetal position on the floor after his previous falsely reported suicide attempt. But by the time the EMTs arrived, Epstein's body had been moved to the prison infirmary. That's a clear violation of federal policy. Who ordered that? And though Jeffrey Epstein had been dead for at least two hours when the guard found him in his cell, by the time the EMTs arrived, Epstein was clad in a hospital gown. That means that somebody, for some reason, cut away Jeffrey Epstein's prison uniform and redressed his stiffening corpse in new clothes. Why would anyone do that? And then to make it even stranger, Jeffrey Epstein's corpse was intubated. Air was blown into his lifeless lungs. It's not clear why. Now, there was handheld video of all of this happening. That might explain it, but that video has never been released. In fact, authorities will not even acknowledge that it exists, but it does exist. 
nor has the EMT's account of what they saw that day, their mandatory so-called pre-hospital care report, ever been released. Nor, most strikingly of all, are there photographs of Jeffrey Epstein dead in his cell. And that means it's impossible to know the position of his body when it was found or how he died. Was Jeffrey Epstein hanging from a bed sheet, as the authorities insist? They say he was strangled by a ligature of his own making. His neck was bloody, but the strip of sheet was not. Or was he killed with the electrical cord from his CPAP machine for sleep apnea? That's what Dr. Bodden concluded, because that would be consistent with his actual injuries at autopsy. These are very basic questions. These are not conspiracy theories. They're obvious questions. They are the essential questions, in fact, in any legitimate investigation. But apparently nobody has even tried to answer them. We dutifully called the Department of Justice today to ask them to explain some of this. They refused on the grounds that there's, quote, an active investigation in progress. But that is a lie. There is no investigation into Jeffrey Epstein's death. For moving on four years now, there has never been an investigation into Jeffrey Epstein's death, the death of an American citizen. Now, we can only speculate as to why that is, but all the explanations are bad and ominous. Maybe someone in the new Republican Congress should look into all of this, not because Jeffrey Epstein was an American hero, but because for once it would be nice to see the federal government forced to tell the truth about something. Wow, that was um, some interesting uh, interesting questions there, never answered. I mean, why did they move the body? Why did they change the clothes? I, I heard Michael Bodden, the uh, medical examiner, mm-hmm. say uh, he examined the marks on his neck and they weren't uh, they weren't sheet. marks. They were sheet marks. They were uh, cord marks. Like a cord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious, folks. The guy was murdered. And, and by the way, Dr. Bodden says that he believes he was murdered. This was homicide. But they just let it go well, away. They want you not to think about it anymore. It's, it's old news. Well, Dr. Bodden's got to be careful what he say, says to who, where, and when. You know, that could be dangerous. You know what happens there. Well, he said it and on Tucker, Fox. Poor Tucker. He's asking too many questions. Oh, I know. He's just asking too many. They might be obvious questions, but he's asking too many questions. And then you look at the Ghislaine Maxwell case. That was a big deal. We all thought, boy, we're going to get some, uh, some interesting information from this case. And they mm-hmm. locked it down. They sealed it shut so that... Nothing came out of that case. Nothing. It was it was locked tight. Can you tell me anything of any importance that came out of the Ghislaine Maxwell case? I can't. Absolutely. Nothing. We thought we'd nothing. Get, we thought we'd get names, Bill. We thought we'd hear about all these uh, people who were flying down to Epstein Island. Nothing. Crickets. Why? Why is that? Who are they protecting? Uh, well, it is a good question, but uh, it's going to be remain an unanswered question for a long, long time because, you know, you're getting into the deep state, and uh, that's a deep swamp. Boy, isn't that the no. truth? Isn't that the truth? Speaking of uh, the deep swamp, uh, tomorrow they're going to have uh, an election for the uh, chairmanship, I guess, of the uh, Republican Party. Uh, Rona Romney McDaniel is up for re-election. I think this would be the third time her th- if she wins tomorrow. She's up against Harmie Dillon, who's a, a sharp attorney who uh, you probably have seen many times on Fox News as one of their Fox News contributors. And mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, one of the PACs, one of the pol- pol- 
Political Action Committee, that's easy for me to say, uh, put together a, a radio ad about uh, why you maybe should think twice about voting for Rona Romney McDaniel. Listen. Ronna Romney McDaniel, Mitt Romney's niece, has been the RNC chairwoman since 2017. Under her control, Republicans lost the 2018 midterms, the 2020 presidential race, and she failed to deliver a 2022 red wave. After violating President Trump's cease and desist order, Ronna scammed GOP voters out of millions of dollars in donations. And what did she do with your money? Ronna used RNC donor money for luxury travel, private jets, alcohol, and personal entertainment. She lied and said she'd use your money to investigate voter fraud, but instead she bought $64,000 worth of new clothing. She even spent RNC funds on cosmetic and spa treatments. Looking good, Rana. It's time to give the RNC a major facelift. On January 27th, pray that Mitt Romney's niece does not get elected for a third term as RNC chairwoman. Retire, Rana Romney. Paid for by American Liberty Fund. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate committee. $64,000 worth of uh, new clothing. <laughs> well, well, you I know, could, you can't. You can never some, look too good. I can, never. I could buy some nice stuff for $64,000. I mean, I'm still wearing stuff from the 70s. <laughs> oh, see? Now that's money well spent. <laughs> that's true. I, I that, that was, look, look, you know hey, what? Man, that these, was $15 well spent these, back in the these, 70s. These, these bell bottoms, they still fit me well. <laughs> yeah. oh and that belt. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Any, the platform shoes. Anyway, that's true. Anyway, uh, Rona is up for re-election tomorrow. That's actually Saturday. You may be listening to this program on Saturday or Sunday. It's the weekend show. And uh, you may already know who won. Maybe not. You may want to check on that, uh, the election being We already know who won, but we were told we can never (laughs) pre-announce something before it happens. No, no, that's only in presidential elections, Bill. Yeah, then, yeah, (laughs) yeah. and, and, well, never mind about stealing stuff, but, yeah. You you know, I forgot to mention uh, about the tanks in the Ukraine. One thing I, you know, President Trump uh, had a truth, which is like a tweet, but it's on Mm. Truth Social. He said, first come the tanks, then come the nukes. Get this crazy war ended now. So easy to do. And I believe he he feels that it's easy to do. We talked about it. You just sit the two the two parties down at the table, you get everybody calm, you get them all a little cup of coffee, you sit down and you talk. They're not talking right now. They're not talking. And it's almost as if we're encouraging more and more problems over there. Send them more tanks. Send them more bullets. Send them more missiles. Things like that. What's uh, the dateline of this Ukraine war, and uh, when did it become a problem? Well, the uh, the Ukraine war started in February of last year. It's it's been. Mm-hmm. It'll be a year in February, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, so when did it become a problem? Yeah, I mean, people traveled there. There was no war going on just a few years ago. It, it happened not too long after the Afghan war ended, to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. mean, in August, the Afghan war ended. In February of the following year, we were marching into, uh, into the Ukraine. By the way, we talked about this yesterday for a little bit, but we should mention this again for people who didn't hear yesterday's show. Putin is negotiating with the Taliban for all of that equipment 
that we left behind, that Joe left behind, because we really didn't need it. You know, $89 billion worth of equipment, things like uh, Black Hawk helicopters and those M1 Abrams tanks and airplanes, Bill. You want an airplane? They got some big, big airplanes on the runway at Bagram. They got that. You can have those, too. All that stuff Putin's putting a bid in for. Okay, let me uh, let me play a tax auditor for a second. Oh, I like when you do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's you know, and you know, because we, we always talked about the Trump. Uh, yes, tax uh, things. And, uh, there's there's nothing here. He's hiding stuff. Yeah, of well, course, he turns is. Out yes. Biden's hiding stuff too, except that he has no nothing to prove that he did anything for income. Yet he's got sure billions. Oh upon no, no, millions no! You can't ask those questions. You can't ask those questions. He's a Democrat. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask the question. Oh, okay. Well, okay. If so you must. Biden sat there, and he's responsible for leaving $89 billion worth of hardware behind? Yep. Okay. Yep. So we lost that money. It's just sitting there on the ground for somebody to take. Sure. Maybe, kind of, sort of. And now the Russians are negotiating to buy said hardware. Yep. Okay, now negotiating with somebody, did somebody else facilitate maybe that hardware being left there and they're going to Wait get a, a second. cut through Ooh, the back door? I like where you're going with this. You're saying Is that... Is Biden making money off the damn you're, thing? You're saying it was actually a planned move on Joe's part. Exactly. Uh, a money-making move on Joe's Exactly. Part. <laughs> All hey, right. Hey, you know, who knows? Joe is the master. I mean, we think about it. You... Kent, let me ask you a question. You're working in a radio station, okay? And mm -hmm. you're doing the morning show, and somebody's paying, let's, let's use some fictitious figure. Somebody's paying you $100,000 to do the morning show, right? You're going right. to get a salary of $100,000 a year. And then you work there for five years, and you leave after that job with $10 million in your pocket. Now, oh, those wait, are whoa, whoa, my whoa. rating bonuses. No. <laughs> you had a generous general manager, I'll tell you. Holy smoke. Uh, I would renegotiate. I wouldn't even renegotiate that contract. You want me to sign it again? Yeah, they're, right. Yeah, there we <laughs> Joe, go. Joe Biden, he was being paid as a, a senator, maybe 200000 which is through that a rough figure, 200000 a year. Sometimes, I guess, early on in his career, it probably was more like one seventy. But let's say on an average two hundred thousand dollars a year, and he he walks out a multi multi millionaire, and nobody, nobody in Washington is is asking, where did he get the money? Where? It's, Where'd it's you get the money, Joe? Well, see, you you just asked it, but you're not in Washington. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'm telling you how he's getting the money. Okay. You know, I'm telling you that the shady deals, shady deals. Uh -huh. Look, and it's not like it's unlike a Democrat to just, I don't know, fly a plane over and drop off a box of money on a tarmac somewhere. No. Um, and there's got to be something that's profitable for them. There, there's something to be gained from drop off some know, money. Have you ever wondered? You're you're like me in a lot of ways. I mean, when do you stop needing more money? Well, if you're worth, and Biden's worth several million dollars, I mean, he has mansions in in Virginia and Delaware, uh, all over the place. At what point do you say, boy, I got, uh, I got in the bank maybe $10 million. I have a lot of properties. I don't need any more money. I can just take it easy. I don't think these guys ever know how to stop. 
Well, there's a there there's a sign of greed, and that's and that's probably the the debate against capitalism and socialism. Because with a capitalistic government, but you know what, it exists with socialism too. It, the guy that dies with the most toys wins, and I I, I say that you know yeah. the greed that goes on. They say money is the root of all evil. Yeah, it's a freaking disease. It's yeah. like snorting a line of cocaine. Hey man, that's pretty good, man. I feel good, and everything is uh, everything's in sync hey, in the man. world. Hey, you man. need some more. <laughs> well, I got to tell you. Uh, speaking of greed and never going away, Adam Schiff. You you think, my God, this guy? He supposedly was giving intel out to the American public like it was uh, free candy, and, and he, then he denies it. Everything he did was basically a lie. Most people who are paying attention know it. So what does he decide to do? He's going to run for Senate. That's now, right. Whose seat is he going to try to take? Diane Feinstein. Oh, <laughs> yes, but he's got competition. I don't know who it is, but he's got some stiff – Schiff has got some stiff competition. Well, I certainly hope so. But, you know, i got to tell you, Mike Pompeo was on Fox News recently, a couple of days ago, I think, and he was talking about Adam Schiff and his uh, – his honesty and reliability. Oh, there you go. Listen. So I had the incredible privilege to serve on that committee. Uh, it covers the most classified, most difficult stuff. Not every member of Congress gets to see the information that the Intelligence Committee sees. And Adam Schiff lied to the American people. And during my time as CIA Director and Secretary of State, I know that he leaked classified information that had been provided to him. Now, the fact that Adam Schiff was the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee almost ruined that committee. It serves an incredibly important function for the American people. Uh, Speaker McCarthy got this one exactly right. Uh, Adam Schiff should be nowhere near serving on the Intelligence Committee. I don't think he should be seeing classified information. Okay, so wait a second. My question is, why isn't this guy in jail? Well, he should be in jail. And um, there is something that is going on, though. You know, obviously, he's leaked classified information. Yeah, he should be in jail. And Kevin McCarthy spotted it. So Kevin's looking better in my eyes every day, every single day. Now, Marjorie, oh, is it? No, it's uh, Gates. Okay, Matt Gates. Matt Gates introduced the Pencil Act. (laughs) And and that doesn't mean that every pencil has an eraser at the end and you get it sharpened, pre-sharpened before you get it. But it's called the Pencil Act, and it's a bill to block Adam Schiff from reviewing classified documents. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the pencil. And, you know, they, they posted on one of the websites a great picture. Did you see this, Bill? Uh, it, it's a <laughs> pencil neck. Yeah, pencil there it neck. is. Uh, Adam, Adam Schiff. If there's ever been a guy who deserves to be uh, censored, censured it, it's this guy here, Adam Schiff. He has lied so blatantly. When they talked about impeaching President Trump, he made stuff up. Remember the time he was speaking in front of uh, the world on television in a committee when they were discussing Russia, Russia, Russia? And mm-hmm. and supposedly he was reading dialogue from a phone, co- a phone call that he had in his hand, and yet it wasn't. It was all made up. It was dialogue that he created, and he got caught. And he said, well, I was kind of paraphrasing. But that's not how he presented it. He presented mm. it if he was, as if he was reading it off a piece of paper. Well, well let's go back and take a look at uh, what transpired there. You know, because uh, yeah. Trump got impeached over that very, that very thing there. And apparently, 
William Barr, you know, the nice guy that he is, did an investigation based on an allegation from uh, uh, Italy, uh. you know, that goes back then that, you know, got into the Trump finances and Russiagate and all of this stuff. And he mm. got impeached, you know, and now the news is going, well, the twice impeached former president. But it was proven that Russiagate, what, the, what uh, was uh, said uh, from the Italian uh, uh dignitary and uh, what was investigated by Barr was all a big heaping stinking pile of what's that word you use uh I won't I, I can't remember you don't don't make me answer questions I was, well, I was I'll call it I, I, I was listening to you intently and then you asked me a question My God. Uh, yeah I wanted to include feel, you in the conversation but like... no, it, it was it's a big <laughs> it's a big heaping stinking pile of something that of flies poo. are attracted to of poo um, yeah. All I can tell you is he has been caught, but he's he's shameless. Adam Schiff is shameless. He can get caught lying, and he and he smiles like, okay, well, I got more, I got more lies to come. Stick around. He he cannot be trusted. He's the weasel in the class, and and the left has given him the spotlight and given him so much credence. Well, Representative Adam Schiff of the Intel Committee, what a crock of nonsense. This guy, all his his entire goal has been is to, is to diminish President Trump's administration. You know, the thing that gets me is that President Trump was trying to do his job all the mm -hmm. while. All the while this, this noise was happening in Washington, they were slowing him down. I don't care... Mm -hmm. No matter what he got done, he probably could have got a lot more done if he didn't have all these distractions. Yeah, I, I agree. And he he had a lot of he had a lot of he was infiltrated by just bad players. But that is the deep state, and they put those bad players in place. And the thing that Trump did not have uh, going for him uh, when he got into office, he was an outsider. He was an outsider, yeah, and he was so a, he didn't know. He was a businessman. How evil evil is. He was a businessman. He, he wasn't a you politician. Know. He didn't come from their from their backyard. Yeah, you know, so he, yeah, you got a venomous snake. The snake there. You probably don't know how venomous that snake is, and ooh. it's got more than one head. Matt Gates was on uh, with uh, Steve Bannon on the war, war room, and they were talking mm -hmm. about all that Russian collusion stuff. And I, I got a couple of segments here. They're quite interesting and worth a listen. listen. First, the Mueller report convicts Donald Trump. Then, because the FBI is compromised by Russians, it exonerates Donald Trump. And really, it's the Russians' fault because the FBI was trying to cover for Trump. That is the type of gymnastics that they are having to do to cope with this. But I am spitting mad about the fact that we were called conspiracy theorists and Putin's lawyer. Meanwhile, you had Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell out there saying that Donald Trump was a Russian agent and that they had more than circumstantial evidence that he was a Russian agent. Well, guess who the Russian agent was? The FBI counterintelligence chief in New York who was involved in investigating Trump, taking money from Oleg Deripaska. Oleg Deripaska has become like the Forrest Gump of every crazy deep state scandal. First, you have Robert Mueller trying to get $25 million out of Oleg Deripaska. 
Uh, that was reporting by John Solomon to try to go free Bob Levinson. So Mueller bleeds. And by the way, Deripaska pays the money. He pays more of the money. Then they accuse Manafort, who at that point was like a glorified RNC delegate counter for the campaign of sharing polling information with people in Deripaska's network, that this was the great link to Russian collusion that Joe Scarborough was just referencing in that click clip. And then lo and behold, it's Oleg Deripaska illegally getting favors out of this counterintelligence agent as this person is trying to lift sanctions on Deripaska. And, and by the way, the very person that they tried to shake my family down, you know, over. Talk about that. Was Bob Levinson. Absolutely. When the New York Times and the Department of Justice and the FBI were pushing this hoax on me two years ago, they tried to shake down my father with a criminal scheme in my family saying that we need $25 million to go rescue some guy named Bob Levinson. Otherwise, we're going to smear your son, Matt Gates. And it turns out that it was the very same spy, Bob Levinson, and the very same dollar amount, $25 million, that Robert Mueller had asked from Deripaska. But here's what we know as a consequence of this revelation today. Our FBI is corrupted by political interests domestically and compromised by foreign interests financially. That is that is how you have to evaluate the national security state right now. And my colleague Dan Bishop had a very good idea that we have to break up the FBI and put FBI agents who are patriotic Americans all over this country, not under the spell and the guise of some head shed at the J. Edgar Hoover building, but instead under the jurisdiction of the U.S. attorneys who are confirmed by the Senate, appointed by the president, and have a broader structural accountability system than you see with an FBI that's taken illegal foreign cash, running illegal domestic political operations here at home. And by the way, I think they're after Biden now. Just because the deep state and, and the FBI were for Biden in 2020 doesn't mean they're for him in 2022. I think a lot of this stuff you're seeing with the documents right now being unearthed, that is to get Biden out of the way because they would rather roll with Gavin Newsom or Kamala Harris or Mayor Pete then roll with this guy who's the, clearly the, adult. The reorganization of the FBI is one thing. Let's put a pin in that for a second. What about the inv real investigation? It can't just be this one guy. What are we going to do? And no. what, are you, what are you guys going to do? Why are the subpoenas not flying this morning? Oh, listen, we are sending a letter today demanding a briefing from Ray. I want Christopher Ray to come into the House Judiciary Committee and explain to us what are, not anything about the ongoing case, but what are we doing to protect the country? If this guy was the counter-intel chief in New York and was taking illegal cash and doing small, illegal favor. Mika had just a small role. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The head, by the way, this guy wasn't in Topeka, Kansas. He was in New York doing counterintelligence. The heart of counterintelligence. Right, right. And, and, and was out there running operations off the books for no less than Oleg Deripaska according to the Department of Justice now. But here's what I know as a Florida man. When you see one cockroach run across the floor, there are 10 behind the walls. And the Russians did not run this play to compromise a senior counterintelligence official once, especially if it worked. Can you imagine that? You know what? We're going to go try and buy off McGonagall. And hey, it worked. We will never try this again. No, this is pervasive. And by the way, Russia is not the only one that does it. But Jim Jordan put it best when it was going on. They always accuse us of the stuff they're doing. When you see one cockroach, there's 10 behind the wall. I think there's 100 behind the wall. Yeah, actually. I was going to yeah. say, it's, it, the, yeah, it's really 100 behind the wall. And that's actually true from an exterminator. Uh, he mentioned uh, McGonagall uh, in there. 
And there's a story out today, the Hunter laptop, which is just a fountain of crap. Yeah. Uh, and it's crap against the, the Bidens and, and the left. Um, talks about uh, uh, McGonagall and uh, his wife and 29 emails uh, uh, listen, on that listen. laptop. That they've, just, had that do- they've had that laptop for over two years, and they haven't done a blessed thing. The FBI, I mean. With it, they have well. Done, I think they used it. it to 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 belittle Trump and uh, deny him his no, second well, term. No, actually, they just denied its existence. Remember when it came out with Bo Belinsky being interviewed on mm-hmm. Tucker's show and stuff? This was in October, just before the election, and everyone thought if if the media and the FBI jump on this, it's going to be a great day for Trump. And the media and the FBI did nothing. They did well, they absolutely took, nothing. They, they took it and said, "Oh, it's, it's, it's fake. It's a spin." And they yeah. used the storyline to turn it around. And now, you know, you know, anytime a Democrat opens their mouth, no matter what they say, question expect it. the exact opposite. Question, question it. Matt Gates had more to say. Listen. And so it turns out they had to accuse Trump of colluding with Russia because he was the only one who wasn't. You had the Hillary campaign, Clinton campaign colluding with Russia. You had the FBI counterintelligence chiefs doing favors for Russian oligarchs and taking illegal foreign cash. And they want to accuse Trump of colluding with Russia. They will do this over and over again because to them, it is about centralizing power. And they will do anything to keep power. And they'll use foreign money to fund it. And they'll use domestic politics to try to execute. Is the FBI and the DOJ compromised, in your opinion? How is that even a question? Look, they, they were doing illegal favors for Russians and taking illegal cash, all the while accusing Trump and his campaign of the same. Wait, 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 wait. These guys act like Trump, you know, maybe looking at a rendering for one day at Trump Hotel Moscow with some sort of deep financial interest. And there was actual money being, you know, being sent to the United States, to these senior officials. There were actual efforts by McGonagall to try to get Deripaska off the sanctions list. I, I, it is astonishing. And this ought to be the biggest story in the world that the United States of America cannot trust our national security apparatus because they are corrupt at home and they are compromised by cash abroad. We had Miranda Devine on here yesterday about her New York Post piece about uh, the 22-point memo that that uh, Hunter Biden sent to Devin Archer. Tucker talked about it last night. Tucker's going to do more tonight. We're going to have Rudy on tomorrow. Um, is that 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 brief, uh, Biden got a briefing right before he went to Ukraine in 2014. The Hunter Biden memo is quite detailed, 22 points like he's never done before. Let's not get the coke and the hooker you know what she just normally his emails are if that is shown that it came off a classified briefing is that enough to remove biden in your opinion well i I think that the republicans aren't going to have to take out the trash for the democrats because they're going to do it themselves and and that's what you're observing right now so i would caution my republican colleagues against swallowing this hook you know whole i think instead we ought to allow the Democrats to feast on Biden. Look, you even had people like Chris Coons out there on television. You had from, Joe Manchin. From Delaware. Yeah, Chris Coons out there saying, well, you know, the special counsel's been appointed. we got to let him do the work. And by the way, this puts Biden in a very different position than Trump was in when a special counsel was appointed regarding his activities because we were pointing out how ludicrous the whole construct was. And this Rob, her guy who, who got appointed, 
This is a capo in the deep state. This is a high-level person who was Rosenstein's pulling guard when Rosenstein was in power, and this guy is going to take orders from the people who really run things. I think that Biden ultimately are ends you, up are, are not your running. Committee, are you guys going to call him in, in front of you guys? Her? Yes. No need. Why would we call her in? He's every The answer to every question is going to be ongoing investigation. I think the better, the better thing to do is to call Garland in and to call Ray in and say, you know we have been compromised. You know it was your people that were causing that compromise. Compromise, and we want to know the damage to the country that it caused. Florida Representative Matt Gates on uh, Steve Bannon's war room just a couple of days ago talking about collusion. You know, mm-hmm. the thing that I have a problem with, Bill, is that like everything in Washington, these guys know what's, what's going on, and Matt Gates has really got a handle on the truth, but there's always meetings and conferences, and they're having these talks, and but you don't see anybody going to jail, do you know? I mean, all talk and no action. Yeah, we're seeing stuff here like that says that there's been crimes committed. There's been lies committed against the federal government. You know, you're not supposed to be able to, be able to lie to the FBI. They they tried to put uh, Michael Flynn, a lieutenant colonel, a l- lieutenant general, rather, Michael Flynn, in jail for a long time for inadvertently lying to the FBI in a sting operation. They actually put him in a situation where he... He didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice. He said the wrong thing, and they got him. It was staged to get him arrested. And um, they there's been other stuff done that's been so much worse, you know? So, mm-hmm. There have been so many bigger crimes out there committed, and nobody's getting in trouble about it. I mean, Hillary Clinton put a a message out uh, a tweet out a couple of days ago, maybe it was yesterday, that said, ha-ha, I don't have any classified documents. She may, like it was, Hey, Hillary, forget that. How about those 33,000 emails you got that you were destroyed? Those uh, drives that you smashed with a hammer? You know, you, you, how do we know? And that's know? factual. Yes, absolutely. But she gets nothing for it. And for the Russian collusion story, which... Right, she helped fabricate. It was uh, she was the uh, she was the architect of that. Yep, and uh, she got a thousand dollar fine. Unbelievable. Un- by the way, you know, there's a, a, a people are asking the question: Would someone's? There's two questions going around Washington. Where's James Comey right now? Because nobody mm-hmm. seem, can seem to find him. He's kind of fallen off the radar. It's almost like he's trying to keep his head down because he knows there's shots being fired. Also, the other question that's being asked is, where's Hunter Biden? Well, that's a good question. Where is Hunter? They're hiding him. Look, we're getting a lot of distractions, and there are big things that we should be be watching. I do want to mention one thing. We'll circle back around. But apparently, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mm -hmm. she did an amendment to uh, stop Joe Biden from selling our, our, uh, our, our oil, and it went down in flames 14 to 248 or, or 218, uh, the vote, 14. And um, apparently we are buying back the oil that Joe sold. We sold 180, was it six or 83 so wait, billion? Wait, we, we, million? So, we sold oil to somebody else, and now we're buying that oil back? Well, we sold 183 million barrels, okay? Right. And we were, you know, gas prices are going up. He shut off. Our production. We were right. oil independent. We were energy independent. Right. He shut it off. Went into the our reserves. The whole nine yards. Yep. Went into our reserves. 
and all the, the, the offshore drilling all done, done away sure. with. And then he goes, but we're going to buy it back at last money. Dangerous game to be playing. Okay, we are buying. Apparently, we get a delivery in February, and we sold it at 96. We're going to get it uh, back for 76. So, okay, yeah, that's a dangerous game to be playing with those prices. But I go back to my Afghanistan thing. Who's going to get that profit from this little bit here? Because we, we're not talking the 183 million barrels that we sold we're talking about getting back yeah, three this, this guy doesn't know when to when to stop he did really, we did we deliberately cripple our nation well just so that they could promote an agenda to get us you know to to kill us uh motivating around another quick which, story before we wrap this thing up about uh crippling our nation uh online claims have emerged corroborated by others that the popular Produces pride chicken feed sold by Tractor Supply, like you know the the chain, yeah. the businesses, um, has been recently altered, and that its new formulation is causing chickens to stop laying eggs. Some suggest a deliberate reduction in the amount of protein in the feed may be causing the reduction in egg production. This goes, Bill, back to the story we had a few months ago about all of the of. Uh, uh, food processing plants that have been destroyed. I mean, we're talking hundreds around the world, but in our country, over a hundred plants have been either totally destroyed or crippled for some reason or another, and nobody seems to be talking about it. Yet, if you go into the supermarket, you will find certain areas where there aren't any product to sell. You know, the certain shelves are empty. Well, uh, I question a lot of the food that we have right now. That's on the shelves. And you talked about eggs. I love eggs. And, right. you know, you ever wake up in the morning and go, ah, I want some. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have a, I'm gonna have an omelet. I'm going to do sure. that. You know, so sure. you're sitting there, you're listening to the news. You got your pot of coffee percolating. You crack an egg in the bowl. You crack another one in the bowl and you're getting ready to whip it up. And you look down and then you go, wait a minute. Oh, no. There's an egg that, uh, just had the little chicken in there. Oh, in the blood. my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, it's sickening, yes. And you know what? That happened like uh, four weeks ago. You know, they they have. I won't eat eggs now. They have screening processes for that. It's a light. Exactly. That they shine through the shell. They can tell whether there's something in the egg or not. How that got by. Uh, well, no. You know, you know, we've got all the processing plants that are that have gone away. We're talking hundreds now that are gone. Um and the shelves are empty. The prices right. are up. And you got to wonder, what the hell are we doing? And it's all part of a master plan. One That's other all thing, I'm going to say on that. One other uh, thing, Bill, before we leave, Microsoft co-founder and billionaire Bill Gates believes one of the solutions to combat climate change is to stop cows from uh, burping methane. Gates invested in a startup company in Australia that is exploring dietary supplements for cows in an effort to contain <clears throat> greenhouse gas emissions. Australia, Australian climate... Well, you know, the greenhouse gas comes from both ends. How are they going to uh, monitor uh, that? Listen, put... I'm just reading the story. Australian climate technology company Ruminate has closed phase Ruminate. two of, yeah, there you go. of its seed funding round, led by Bill Gates-funded Breakthrough, Tech, Breakthrough Energy Ventures 
with participation from Andrew and Nicholas Forrest, Agri-Food Business Harvest Road Group, or whatever, whoever they are. But the point is, Bill Gates putting money into giving supplements to uh, your local friendly cow. That that never works out well, by the way, giving supplements to animals. No, it, it never it does. Doesn't. And people were questioning him buying up all the farmlands. He was very quick to point out he owns a minuscule amount of farmlands, like 4%. And it's, it's really <laughs> small. Yeah. But he owns enough yeah. that he can sit there and take his pharmaceutical divisions and technology divisions and totally screw up the entire well, agricultural chain. It goes back to the story we read just before that one about uh, Bill Gates, about the uh, problem they're having with uh, chickens laying eggs. They've changed the, uh, the the ingredients, the formula for the feed, and they put some, something in that that's caused the chicken not to lay eggs. Uh, well, you which know, talk about formula. Which acid? Baby food formula now. It, uh, it causes um, autism. Oh in my human babies. Oh my gosh! It's 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 been proven. So somebody messed with the formula. I'm not saying Gates messed with it. I'm just saying somebody messed with you know the batter, and, and they screwed it up. And last but not least, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, not to be, we can't leave him out totally from the news oh, this no. week. He was uh, talking about uh, the decisions he makes. Uh, in the transportation department, listen. Every transportation decision in, in the 21st century is a climate decision, whether we recognize it or not. Every transportation decision is a climate decision. Even when he jumps on a private jet and oh. flies off to a party and vacation? <laughs> Absolutely. Specifically, when you think about it, yes. <laughs> you got to love this guy. Uh, every decision we make is a climate decision. Uh, with that uh, bit of uh, information, we will we'll end it here because yes. Well, by the way, I will tell you this: I think there's going to be a new Democratic theme song uh, based on what's going on with them now. They've they've chosen a song. What is it? A, a Warren Zevon song. Oh, really? Send lawyers, guns, and money. <laughs> uh, sounds like they're going to need it. Hey, buddy, have a <laughs> have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Adios, amigos. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>